This is the Better Than Before Betrayal Podcast, episode number 62. Should I stay or should I go now? Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hello there. How are you doing today? Are you ready for this episode? What do you think about the title? Should I stay or should I go now? How many of you started singing The Clash in your head? (laughs) Some of you? I hope so. Or am I the only one? (laughs) Well, just for clarification, if you're wondering if I'm going to answer this question for you, if you should stay in your marriage or if you should go, you are mistaken. And you probably knew that already. As a coach, I will never tell you what to do. The decisions for your life are all yours. This decision, or any decision, is none of anyone else's business. The decision to stay in your marriage is between you, your husband, and the Lord. In this episode, I will help you get curious. I want you to take the opportunity to take a look at your relationship and make a conscious decision for now. You can always change your mind at any time. Did you know this? I may share some surprising ideas and you decide what you think, as always. Something that I think many of us heard growing up that was supposed to be helpful was the idea that divorce is not an option. Did you hear this? I certainly did. I think the intention was that if one goes into marriage thinking divorce is not an option, then they will work through any problems that come up in the relationship. And does this prove to be the case? I would venture to say no. Grandma lived in an abusive marriage, and divorce wasn't an option in her mind. And I have no judgment of her. She made her choice, and that's her business. Not surprisingly, my dad carried this belief of divorce not being an option with him. When my aunt, my mom's sister, (laughs) divorced her husband because of infidelity, My dad voiced his opinion. He thought that she should have stayed married. Interesting. And I know that my mom considered divorcing my dad at one point in their marriage. Maybe more than one point. She did not divorce him. And she's glad she didn't. Again, this idea that divorce is not an option. I believe the intent behind this idea is to teach us To understand that marriage is hard, it takes work, and that we shouldn't throw in the towel when the going gets rough. Because the going will get rough. And 
often I don't think it's helpful to think that divorce is not an option. It is a lie. Divorce is an option. So at least tell yourself the truth. It is an option. Thinking that it isn't an option can keep people feeling stuck. And again, it's simply not true. And did you know that you can consider divorce and still you don't have to leave? Did you know that? You can consider all of your options. You can make a list of all the valid reasons you want to stay in the marriage. And you can list all of the valid reasons you want out. And then you get to decide whether you stay or you go. For now. And when I say valid reasons, you get to decide what valid even means. What reasons do you have for staying in your marriage? Make a list. You can do it now, or you can just come up with one thing that comes to mind. What reasons do you have for staying in your marriage? You only need one reason. And like your reason. And only you need to like your reason. A lot of people stay in their marriage for different reasons. What do you think about that? Do you know what I think? I think if we're talking about someone else's marriage, not mine, I think it's none of my business. And I mean it. It's none of my business what someone else's chooses. And it's none of your business what I choose. What are some reasons to stay or go? I'm sure you can come up with several. Here's a few. Some people stay for the kids. Some people stay for money. Maybe there are health concerns. Yours or your spouse's or a child that you deem as a good reason for staying. How about safety? Yours or your kids? Not being safe. Or someone might stay in a marriage because they don't think their kids will be safe if they're left alone with an ex. And then there's infidelity. A reason to leave a marriage, and you don't have to. What other reasons do you come up with? So, I have a friend that made just the choice to stay in her marriage for her kids. She prayed and asked Heavenly Father to let her out of her marriage. You know what her answer was? You're free to go, and I'll back you up on that. When she had this quote-unquote permission, things changed for her. Her husband didn't change. And she chose every day for years to stay in her marriage for her kids. As it turned out, after a dozen years or so, her husband did end up leaving her, and he married an affair partner. Oh, the pain and the heartbreak for her and her kids. 
Her therapist later told her that she should have left years earlier. Good therapist, not his best moment. It isn't a coach's or a therapist's place to tell anyone what to do. My friend stood her up for herself, and she told him, No, I made my choice every day. And if I were to do it all over again, I'd do the same thing. She has her own back. This didn't diminish any of the pain. They felt it all. And she still stood behind her decision. And some people decide to end a marriage because they think it's better for their children to not have the example of unhealthy relationships. Again, this is no one else's business. Everyone will have an opinion. And it's no one else's opinion that matters. The decision to stay or to go is between you and the Lord. And, of course, your spouse has a say. And you want to make this decision from love, trust in yourself, and in your heavenly parents. You want to make this choice from abundance. Not from anger hate, fear, or scarcity. That is not a place to make a decision from. When my husband finally admitted to some of his behaviors a long time ago, my children ranged in age from 13 to 3. I prayed. I asked, would it be better for me for my children, or for my husband, if I were to divorce him. If the answer was yes to any of those, I was prepared to leave the marriage. As it turned out, the answer was, none of us would be better off. So I stayed. And if you've heard my story, you know that things got worse before they got better. Again, You only need one reason to stay in your marriage, and only you need to like your reason. And you can not really want to stay and stay anyway. Did you know this? You cannot want to stay in your marriage and stay and have peace. Give that some time for consideration. It's kind of what my friend did. She knew she could leave. She didn't really want to stay all the time. And she chose every day. And she felt peace. It is powerful to take responsibility for your decision. You can tell yourself the truth of why you are choosing to stay. Not lie to yourself. Or feel stuck. If you're honest with yourself, you won't feel stuck. It can be true that you don't want to be in a marriage. And more strongly, that you don't want to leave the marriage. For whatever reason. There are lots of reasons people stay or go. What is true for you now? 
for right now. For a lot of people, it's this. I do want to stay, but I wish my spouse was different. This will most likely keep you miserable. How about you do the work to want to stay even if your spouse doesn't change? We can't change other people. And as long as we are trying to, we are going to be miserable a lot of the time. Did you know that it's possible to change your mindset and grow and be happy while your spouse doesn't? You can be happier. And sometimes the spouse will see change and decide to come along. And sometimes your spouse does want to change and it takes a long time to do, for them to do so, to figure it out. So all problems in our marriages come from unmet expectations. When we have a vision of what our relationship should look like and then reality doesn't fit that vision, we think there's a problem. So it's helpful to consider our expectations and you can hold on to your expectations or you can decide to loosen your grip. You decide. Look at your expectations and really get curious about what they are doing to your relationship. Are they loving and accepting of your spouse's individuality and agency or are they creating a manual that is breathing resentment. Can you see your spouse's differences as a blessing to you in your life? I was able to do this and resentment dissipated. And that was a beautiful thing. My husband and I are very different and I can see how those differences are a blessing. And of course, we can make requests of our spouse. You can communicate your expectations. You can share the story of what you would like your marriage to be like. Tell your husband your story. Be careful, though. Be sure to paint this picture from a place of love and kindness, not criticism. The tricky part is making a request in love and kindness. We tend to request in the form of criticisms. And sometimes even when we don't, it's heard as criticism. Tricky, right? So we have to be clean on this. We are sharing in order to be known. We aren't trying to change our spouse. This may not make any sense. Why would we have this conversation if we weren't trying to get the other person to change? After all, They aren't meeting our expectations, right? (laughs) Hold on, clean it up. Keep it clean by sharing because you want to be open. To be vulnerable, to be known by your spouse. You want them to know what's important to you. What you want out of life. And what you hope for your relationship. What your dreams and ideas are. What excites you. You want to be known by them. Share your ideas so that they can understand you, or at least try. You can acknowledge that it is your story, 
of what you think a marriage should be like, and then tell them that you understand that they may or likely do have a very different story. I got my ideas of what marriage should be like from a lot of different places, and my brain tells me they're all credible sources. We all get our ideas from somewhere. You can tell your hubby, I'd love to hear your story. And you don't have to come to an agreement. Your stories aren't likely to match, and that's okay. It is valuable to just know and understand your spouse and what they want. Each of you can gain a greater knowledge and understanding of how the other person thinks and feels and what they think a good marriage looks like. You can also change your expectations. This is another option. Choosing to change our expectation, or at least change how we think this expectation should be met. We can cause ourselves so much pain when we hold on tight to our expectations. Our marriages are not meant to meet all of our expectations. Do you know this? This certainly isn't the message we get from books and movies. Isn't it fascinating how books and movies get all tightly, tightly, neatly tied up in a bow at the end? Well, this isn't real life. Real life doesn't go that way. Have you ever wanted to see just where these movie relationships were 5, 10, 30 years down the road? The closing scene shows us two very different people that have finally come together. And we assume that everything, all their disagreements are worked out because they finally admitted to themselves and to each other that they were in love. And now everything would be wonderful. Happily ever after with no more conflict. Not real life. We can take a look at our expectations and figure out creatively ways to get them met. I am pretty sure you don't want to hold the weight of meeting all of your husband's expectations. Or your spouse's, for the guys out there listening. So you don't need to put that burden on your spouse either. Remember, expecting someone else to meet all of your needs will likely lead to resentment. Because even if they are willing to, and they try, they probably won't get it right. Because they aren't in your head to see exactly the picture you have painted. Get curious about your expectations. Are they really reasonable? Can you find other ways of meeting them other than putting it in somebody else's hands? Now let's talk about trust. Do you have to trust your spouse to stay married? What do you think? Ideally, I want to trust my husband. And newsflash, mine is not an ideal marriage. None of ours are, by the way. I trust that my husband wants to be trustworthy. He wants to be honest. And he has to figure out how to be. And he's working on that. 
I can just choose to trust him. Do you want to choose to trust your spouse? We can just choose to trust. That is an option. I choose to trust in some things and choose not to trust in all things. I think this is in my best interest at this time. So what does that look like? It looks like this. I get to choose to manage my mind around keeping an eye on my husband. I avoid checking up on him. I divert my attention from every little suspicious thought my brain offers me about my husband. I answer my brain. I try not to let that stuff take up space in my head. It's too distracting. It can be too consuming. I don't choose to live my life this way. I seek to have the Spirit's guidance. And I try to stay in peace, not fear. This is not easy to do. And I can show you how to do it if you'd like. In episode number six, I keep my, I keep me from relapse. I share what it looks like when I get into an unhealthy place and how I avoid it. I want to keep myself from reverting back to my old ways. I know that me checking up on him can potentially take me down a rabbit hole that may or may not have anything in it. Does that make sense? An empty rabbit hole? I can answer the urge to check his phone, and if I do, that can pull me into suspicion, even if there's nothing to be suspicious about. So just today, my husband went to run an errand. He left his phone on the kitchen counter. I saw it, and I thought I could check his phone. And I decided not to. Because if I picked it up and started looking... My insides would start to churn, my heart would start pounding, and I would be in a place I don't want to be in, even if there isn't anything there. I refuse to go there. I resist the urge so that I keep me in a peaceful space. And if the Spirit tells me, check his phone, you better believe I will. Another episode you can refer to as number 30, Can I Ever Trust Him Again? There is more there on trust. It comes down to this. I choose to let my husband manage himself. I don't want to be his mother. The truth is this. It's exhausting to try to manage him. My husband will do what he wants to do. I hope he does what he wants to do. I want him to do what he wants to do. I'm hoping he wants to be faithful to me. I do not have control over his choices, and so I'm not going to exhaust myself trying to control or even manage him. I choose to let him manage himself. And there are some areas that I do put my time and attention to, for sure. Mostly they have to do with my growth and my desire 
for us to grow together. I invite him, and he gets to make his choice. So ask yourself these questions. Is this a marriage you want to save? Can you be your best self in this marriage? Is there room for you to grow in this marriage? If there's abuse, it's not an environment for growth. Do you want to choose this marriage? Or do you just want to choose not to leave this marriage? Remember, only you need, you only need one reason and only you need to like your reason. When you do this self-introspection, you can come to a decision that will bring you peace. Make sure you get out of blame, take responsibility for yourself, and own your choices. When you decide from a clean space, should I, go, should I stay or should I go now? You will have taken a step toward making your life better than before betrayal. How does that feel? Thanks for listening. I hope this gave you some food for thought. Take care, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you have questions about this or any topic that you'd like to understand more deeply, to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a time to chat with me. I'd love to answer questions for you.